0: The Analytics with MJ episode of the Zed Run Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, and but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome back to another episode. I believe this is episode six now. Yeah, we're on episode six of the Zed Run Gambling Podcast. I'm your host Scott Bowser, and I'm with with me as always is the Wolf of Oaklawn himself, Mister Chase Sesums. Chase, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm
1: I'm good. I'm good. It's just a busy week for me. Belmont week. So yeah, I'm sure. Which it seems like it's turning into like a big, you know, big Zed weekend too. It seems like they got all sorts of events and everything. So I'll be watching the meat sack horse racing instead.
0: (laughs) That's what he calls real horse racing is the meat sacks. Uh, With us is our guest this week. Very stoked to have him of MJ Stables. MJ, how you doing, buddy? Good, good. How you doing? Thanks Um, for having me. Dude, uh, we are stoked to have you. um, Because like we're both obsessed with your site kind of, but we can't quite can't figure out how to use it. Like we're kind of stupid. And so uh, it's, but like we see the value in the tool and I think it's great that you're like doing something to like help the community and everything. It's so, it's really, really cool how you're giving back to everybody. Um, but first just kind of like clear, like get, I, I have a few basic questions I come, like, I'm, I'm trying to ask everybody so we can kind of like get a consensus of viewpoint over a spectrum on, on a few of these things. But um, just first off, give us a little bit about your background and how you got into Zed. Like,
2: uh, yeah, so I got into that. I came over from NBA Top Shot and I saw like an ad. That's how I got kind of into NFTs, uh, either NBA Top Shot and or Art Blocks. Both kind of came about around the same time and I saw an ad for, you know, digital horse racing, NFTs, and it just breed race money. It's like this sounds way too good to be true to be a video game. This, this, is <laughs> yeah. this can't be real. And then sure enough, a few months later, after I got more into NFTs, I saw, I think the same ad or something similar pop up just on like my Facebook feed or something, or a a news article. It's like, all right, I'll give this a shot. I'll look into it more. Hey, this is actually a thing. People are doing this. Um, Found some articles and
0: yeah, just kind of hopped in from there. Got my first horse uh, just over a year ago now. Awesome. Wow. Wow. Yeah. My my friends, uh, Sean green ryan kramer host of the sports gambling podcast the our the head the umbrella show of the network we're on here um they got into the top shots thing they're they're kind of a similar thing but they got into top shots and then they they bought a zed horse after because they heard about it and then i first heard about it then and started paying attention then it was around january i saw i saw the prices were getting like pretty low And so I just got in all in the last few months. Like I've just been, so I've been in about five months now and then chase got in what about a month ago, month and Uh, a half ago.
1: I think about, so yeah, that's about right. About a month and a half. And I've got what five, five horses now at this point. Yeah. yeah, That's solid. Yeah.
0: Uh, I think I'm up to 21 now. Wow. Nice. You're going to slap me up soon, (laughs) but a few, I've kind of, uh, I kind of picked up as a deal, where i've put them on the market for like listeners or whatever and like the what i put it up for on the market is not what i'm expecting for i just was kind of throwing a smoke screen to weed out a lot of the uh like not serious people but yeah uh i have a whole bunch of stuff available that i'm kind of like doing little package deals to get listeners that want to get involved get them started real cheap and quick and give them a couple of things to play around with for not much and and a couple of them are decent, actually. I have uh, a couple of Z7 Zabo legendaries in there that are, Wow. one of them's pretty solid. Yeah. So that's,
2: that's really generous of you.
0: Yeah. No, I, I kind of just want to make it so, you know, like I'm basically lately, if I see a good deal like under 50 bucks, I'll poach it and then help give, get some, you know, wait for someone that wants it, give them the deal on it kind of thing. So love it love it yeah so uh but no it's like but yeah so sean and kramer they got into it and then through that like i just i don't know like this is right up my alley because i always like sports strategy gaming uh like like just playing madden you know dynasty mode and shit like that and then i've i've grew pretty much grew up at the horse track with my grandparents and so like combine like my degenerate gambling with that and then i had gotten into crypto a couple of years ago like it was like kind of a perfect storm like <laughs> it all came together for you Yeah. but so would uh, be like do you have like a, like a background like in analytics or like 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 uh computer science like so yeah my uh i mean i grew up i'm a huge gamer
2: and i used to live not too far away from a horse track for a few years and i used to love going over there and so my 9 to 5 is in digital marketing so doing Everything from development to analytics and reporting to search engine optimization, copywriting, uh, that's not my favorite and I'm horrible at it, uh, <laughs> email, social media, all of that stuff. And so kind of like you, Perfect Storm situation, I'm able to combine technology, gaming, analytics, you know, website, technology, digital marketing, all into one package. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I love it.
0: Yeah, no, it's like, I mean, when they asked me if I wanted to do a Zed run show for the network here, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, this is like, I like talking about this. I like, I like, because everybody in it too, it's like, there's so many different interesting backstories. Like you talk about like origin story movies, like this, yeah, like the, like, cause I think we're on like maybe the third wave of Zed now of people, new people kind of get involved. So that feels right. Yeah. And so I guess I'm on like the, the beginning of the third wave or the tail end of the second wave, depending on how you look at it. But it's it's kind of like that thing where, like, I've been going to these uh, Triple Crown events that they've been doing here in Vegas. And so I'm going to one for the Belmont this Saturday. Um, it's, like, a really cool, like, rave space. And, like, there's, like, Whoa. all kinds of, like, there's, like, a one whole room with, like, old, like, vintage, like, NASA stuff from, like, old missions from, like, the 60s and, and stuff. Like, it's it's really, really cool there. And uh, But they've been doing a projector. The Kentucky Derby, they didn't quite have it figured out yet. But now, like the last one for the Preakness, they really had to one. It starts at four, basically runs a tight three, four hours. There's a race every 45 minutes. Each stable sponsors a different race and breeds 12 horses for it. Wow. And then they assign each – they draw names, and everybody gets assigned a horse for them. And if your horse finishes in the top three, you win one. You win. That's awesome. You get that sounds like it. a blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, like – my uh, buddy I work with went to the Kentucky Derby one, won a horse, and it's actually really good. But so now he's hooked for life because, like, the first time you do it, like, you go to an event and you win this big, like, you're, like, the big, you get to go to the winner's circle, all this stuff. Like. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I do see the potential of Zed. Because, like, like, a lot of people have been down on it lately. But, yeah. like, I do think the, I see the potential of the social aspect, kind of, like, and and just the, like, being here in Vegas, like, these events here in and the potential that they're like different like, like the winds already kind of hit me up about maybe doing an event there and through the network. I know the guy that owns the circa. So like there's different like there's a few different places, I think, on, in downtown and on the strip that would be open to doing some Zed stuff. So I think you Listen,
1: know. My, my only condition is if it, if it's something that's 3D and I have to wear glasses for it is that they kindly provide the mushrooms.
2: get the full immersive experience
1: that's right but uh speaking of full immersive experience like i cannot wait for you to go through your website here because in my previous non content making life i was a business analyst for a liquor distributor and i just gotten trained on tableau i was like hold on this looks familiar i see a bubble chart Damn it, this is Tableau, isn't it? So Absolutely I, is. <laughs> I'm pretty excited to, you know, just for the for the click through, you know, kind of follow the thread, things that are that are, you know, possible using Tableau and everything, kind of and especially how like you best see to apply your website, if it's more of just like an evaluating acquisitions or if it's like an evaluating uh, other people in races so that you can find the best spots to drop your drop your horses in.
2: Yeah, a lot of I'll say a little bit of all of the above. Okay. Um, it's, you can have a lot of fun with it and I'll definitely share some of my own personal tips and tricks that may be not as clearly visible at the, uh, the surface level.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So I, one question is how, how live is your data feed? Is it like a certain time refresh or is it like a up to the minute sort of thing? So,
2: uh, depending on the page you're on, it'll either be in the top right corner or below the report. It comes from Haku. They have a site where they put out the data. So I pull that data down, organize it, throw it into Tableau, shoot it back up to my site. So when Haku updates their data, usually within the same day, like I usually check in the mornings uh, if I'm in town. And I'm able to have everything up, all pages up in three, four hours, like late morning, noonish. ish Right, um, right. On my regular schedule. So So sometimes there's a few day delay. Sometimes it's next day. Uh, But for my site, it kind of works out in my opinion, because it's not really meant for. uh, Yes, if you're just starting out with a new horse, you know, you want to see that data right away. But it's to draw kind of the big, broad stroke um, analysis from it. So having, you know, if you've already run 250 races and you're missing your last three it's not going to make that big of a difference or as big of a difference.
0: Sure. Sure. Um, So like with Haku, is are, are you basically pulling right off their API key, like the way they do with Zed kind of thing? No, they actually have a site where you can pull it's a bunch of Excel files. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. I didn't, yeah, that's cool. Like, so, uh, but like, um, no, cause like, I, like I've, I I actually worked in business management for a little while. So it's like, I kind of like, we all kind of have like, that's what the thing of chasing. And we both kind of have this like former life where we did, like I work in cannabis now, like right I I, I grow weed in Vegas. Like, so it's like, but see, (laughs) you know, and you know what that is, is my, my job is a lot of numbers of making sure humidity levels and temperatures are right. And recalibrating, readjusting, you know, making sure we're maximizing the most percentage out of each plant. Like it's, it's, so it's like, I, I just like numbers. I don't know. I'm kind of numbers a, are everywhere. Yeah, and like I'm a big fantasy football player too, which I've always said. From the second I got into this, I was like, "Oh, this is like the ultimate like dynasty fantasy league."
1: Yeah. But the season yeah. never
0: ends, and you can do it every day. Like, like the, you know, it's like, and so I, I, that that's the kind of my approach to it is it's like from like the fantasy football kind of angle. And then like I do see like the potential for poker players to kind of come in here and dominate. Because yes, absolutely. Yeah, there's just, like, that, that ability to size everything up in the moment and make, make, make those quick sp- split-second decisions. Um, but I, I do have a question. I like that. I have a couple, of, like, like, some of these questions of, uh, do you think there's a breeding score assigned to each horse? Like, there is, like, with a variance and base ability. We had Dan Chan on last week, and he believes that there is, like, an actual breeding, like, trait, so it's like independent from like some of the race stuff. I,
2: you know, speaking to Dan Jan and the, the blood tool, I know a handful of people have had great success with it and really like it a lot. So I definitely think he's on to something with that. Zed has come out and said that there is a breeding ability that does not get passed down to horses. So I think it's a little different than what Dan Jan was saying or talking about. Uh, But I think, and and I'm, just making an assumption here that there is a like, I agree with Danchen and what he said that on some <laughs> level there's, you know, you can look at the offspring and look at, okay, the consistency of the offspring, what those look like and kind of extrapolate some or make some inferences off of that.
0: Yeah. And some of these horses, like these Genesis horses, their offspring, such a wide variety where yes. like, you know, like uh, a Z, a Z seven Finney mare could have offspring anywhere from like a Z eight to like a Z, you know, 18 legendary, you know, kind of thing where like, or yeah, I think that math's right. Or Z seven. Look at the Z number, the distance
2: preference, uh, the blood, the breed. Uh, there are a lot of factors that go into it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's such a hodgepodge I think Cause I kind of feel like, like if I, like I'm just thinking of this in terms of like game theory from like playing video games like and stuff all these years of like okay so if you take these two and put them together there's probably like like a hit and miss rate on both sides of it where you're going to get some of one some of the other and you're going to kind of fill in the gaps of the code there kind of and then there's going to be like um like the the straight up dice roll one like like variants where that that's like kind of a straight up dice roll on each horse Yeah. Like that's not passed down or anything. That's just, Zed's made that pretty clear.
2: Yeah. Not that we can see. Uh, I I think, yeah,
0: the variance is
2: pretty random or at least pretty noisy
0: at this point. Do you think there's any way like you can like use personal, like, like, can you Bob Baffert your way into like manipulating variance on something? (laughs) I, I don't think so. Like yeah, cause, like, so it's like because if we're looking at variance being one of the key trades, so a winner in a lot of in a lot of like if we're getting that U shape that can stay at a distance and constantly get you wins, well then like yeah, you, it's just kind of like you're gonna have to roll. I I feel like you got to breed at least like six times to see if that die oh. came up, which uh, absolutely you've got
2: to you've got to roll that a handful of times. You know, just calling hitting it once and you know calling it done that's not gonna that's not gonna cut it. No
0: no no yeah. So it's like, but so it's like, but variants, but also like breeding ability is also one of those dice roll things p- potentially here. So we're looking at it the same way where maybe some of these horses that, that are straight trash donkeys actually have rolled a high breeding ability. And we're just, we're just not seeing it. There, there absolutely could be something in there. Um I can't speak. I
2: haven't had success in the new breeding algorithm, but in the old one, I hit one of those rolls and got pretty lucky. I have a very, Average mediocre, call it a donkey, Genesis Mare. I bred with a, a nice horse, but hit uh ability, hit variance, and I my Genesis Mare races like class four, class five, or at least used to. And the offspring was doing really well in class two, could even race a bit in class one. one wow, wow yes. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because like uh I've heard people, other people talk about this, but it's like if you make the NBA comparison of like like Michael Jordan's sons weren't, weren't much. Right. Right. But like,
1: we didn't hear a lot out of Jeffrey after yeah. uh, he left Illinois,
0: <laughs> but like, and like Steph Curry's one of the best right now, but his dad was a serviceable player, but not nowhere as good as his son is. And so like, yeah. it, like, like that's like a case of it being passed down or, you know, like I got to recently... put Dell
1: Curry up there with uh, Archie Manning for greatest sires of all time. <laughs> speaking, <laughs> speaking of which
0: I, uh,
2: I recently got back into sports cards and I was just talking to a buddy the other day and we kind of made the analogy of breeding is like buying a box of sports cards and each breed is ripping open a pack. You could get a one of one, uh, Mac Jones rookie card, or you could get, you know, the third string quarterback for the Eagles. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah. but right. you know you're going to get an NFL player that's playing in the NFL yeah
0: yeah yeah no that's a that's a really good really good analogy there and it's also kind of like I think of it like the Genesis horses like I've made the comparison that they're like rookie cards yeah yeah like, I, I like that like they're like the rookie card like the valuable like rookie card like and some of them like, like I have a couple of them now where it's like yeah they're more like I would say like uh like if we're gonna go in football terms yeah, like, a, uh, oh God, I'm trying to think of a funny guy from the 90s, like, like a, or like a, I have like a Dante couple Dante Stallworth rookies lying around, you know, <laughs> sure. like, I ha- I haven't hit on like that, that elite one yet, you know, but uh, I haven't hit the, I haven't found the Jerry Rice, but they're out there, you know? Like Yeah. Yeah. I've got a Rex Grossman or two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's just take it. Speaking of Rex Grossman, you know, he's probably cost a lot of people money over the years. And, um, <laughs> we, like, I, take, I loved him. They like, take a quick word from our sponsor here. Uh, make sure win bet. Make sure you get down on win bets. $50 to win $200 promotion where 50 bet qualifies you for up to 200 bucks in free bets to win back some of that Rex Grossman money f- from over the years. Uh, the, ultimate fantasy experience if you bet 500 plus on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022, you entered to win the ultimate fantasy draft experience at the Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wind Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's the party with DJ Diesel. That's right. All users can bet $100 on NBA or casino and be entered into a prize drawing to attend a DJ Diesel. Yes, that is Shaquille O'Neal himself. The Big Shaq Foo is doing a performance at the Encore Beach Club uh, at uh, as well as a meet and greet with DJ Diesel. So there's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, on to sleeper sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players you probably already have a league there I use one I have it for one uh, a comedian league that I was in or that I'm still in uh, it's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry and now you can make money on sleeper two by playing their new over under game it's super simple first off in any sport choose two or more players that you think that you like and pick the over under like number of points in a basketball game or hits in a baseball game and then you choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest if you pick correctly you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in i like the over under on sleeper and the reason why it's really cool for us is because oh if you go uh well i'll get to the link in a second here but we can uh we have an sgpn thing where we can all go in and check out what our buddies are playing and and Fade each other, either fade each other's picks or tail each other's picks. It's a lot of fun. There's a built-in group chat, so we can talk about it and talk a lot of shit. Write uh, it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to make their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your phone, join our listener group at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Woo. I feel like I lose 10 years off my life. Every time I do those, I'm like, you did.
1: Be, that was like a full third grade book report that you just did there. Like that was, <laughs> do you, do you need a break? Do you need water? Do no, I, no, no. I'm good. I'm a pro. That was I'm, impressive.
0: <laughs> I mean, you should have seen it MJ a couple of weeks ago. We had to do manscaped and, uh, did it live and it was, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's what you think it was like, shortly
1: it was, after the manscaped ad was pulled.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't.
1: I don't know if the two things are connected. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> not
0: sure if it was us, but Manscaped ad disappeared off the uh off the list real quick there. But, <laughs> 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 um, but yeah. So do you think like uh um, uh, uh, so I just want to what do you think like the best way for like an average new user, someone who's just getting their feet wet, um, how can they get the most out of the experience? You think. Go to Haku,
2: uh, let would be the place I'd recommend to buy your horse. Uh, I, I, like just the way that you can one buy off of their site to you get a good amount of horse stats there. Uh, um, I
0: really like how easy it is to look at the offspring of horses there.
2: Yes. Yes. I, I, I totally agree with that. And I would read through the Zed run guide, read it over three times. You really familiarize yourself with breeding and the z numbers and what those mean uh the things that go into or matter for breeding um i would also for i'll plug myself here uh go on my go on my uh, click the play to earn resources tab on there you're going to find podcasts youtube videos from tons of content creators updates from zed themselves it's a constantly updating feed so if you want to learn anything Zed, hit that up. You've got tons of great resources from a lot of different creators on there. I think it's really, really helpful. And that's a big kind of reason why I created that page was to help onboard onboard and educate people. There are some games besides Zed on there, but it's mostly Zed content.
0: I mean, that's kind of what the whole point of this show is is like I got in a few months ago and he he basically got in the week we recorded the first episode or whatever. Like and kind of walked like going through it step by step and building him up from scratch and kind of tooling things around a little. And no, I, I think it's amazing that you're doing that and like just making it easy to find cause like there's so much stuff out there. Like when you Google Zed run and stuff, like, there's so many different random things come up and I found like with a lot of the podcasts out there, there's a lot of people that were active for like a few weeks last year and then dropped off real quick. And so there's a lot of like shows, shows that I found that were pretty decent and helpful but they're just not doing content anymore. And so I was like, you know there's a there's definitely kind of a void here that we can help build like and keep keep this going because like I have so much fun running my staple. like it's the, it's the it's... I uh,
2: I've listened to a few episodes. I haven't caught them all yet, but I just love the excitement that all of you have in your theories and the way you get <laughs> into it. it's it gets me excited. It's a lot of fun.
0: Oh, thank you so much. yeah, like I mean because I, I I did stand up for like 10 years. And then I was a sketch comedy writer and performer for a few years before that, in addition to doing like newspaper sports writing and stuff. So I, I like I've been in a lot of different scenes and circles in my life. And I've never been around anything like Zed, where like immediately like everybody's so like open and like helpful and like it's such a cool community. Like It's and it, it really does get me excited about it. It's just so much fun.
2: Like Good. We're a very passionate community uh, on both sides of the spectrum. Yeah, and I'll, I'll throw myself in here too. I, I can get very upset and call them out on things, but I can also praise them uh, just as easily, just as quickly.
0: Yeah, you know, and they are okay. They are taking some swings and misses right now, here and there. Like this, this most recent, like Z two sixty or Z two hundred to two sixty seven tournament. Like, come on, like what? What the hell is that? Like, that's that's ridiculous. Like, who, who who is prepared for something like that? Like, like yeah you know like at least like give give people a few weeks notice to, like or a few months notice really to like try and put something together for some of these things but i do feel like uh at least they're trying now if they keep trying like these ones that were obvious swing and misses if we see that in the rotation again in eight weeks now we're gonna have a fucking problem <laughs> yeah right <laughs> ultimately we all we all
2: want the game to be fun we want to succeed not everyone can win you know, tons of money. No, no. But you know, there's got to be some of that entertainment value there, and and I think Zed can definitely,
0: uh, provide that. Yeah, I think of it like Moneyball, where I want to Billy Bean my stable. Like, I'm not gonna compete with the Yankees and Red Sox. I don't have those resources. Right. But I can try and patch together uh, a bunch of Scott Hatterbergs with my on base percentage, and and kind of chisel my way, you know. I, I'll, hopefully i get a Zito Mulder in hudson because that's really the key that they never mentioned in that movie
1: <laughs> so i was i was wondering if you could walk me through uh some of the reports that you have available through the, the mj informatics like uh let's uh let's let me just give you a horse name for example we could do the uh the z and uh it'll just be a random name that has no association to my barn maybe name will be <laughs> Nantucket blues and uh kind of take me <laughs> from top to bottom what i can kind of glean from from the the dashboard that is a
0: fantastic name it's almost like i picked it up and bought it for you for your
1: birthday (laughs) i mean but it was completely random in the way that i selected it um i like nantucket blues because it sounds like it might be a james taylor album
0: at some point like uh i bet uh, it's like nantucket blues and then he comes back with like martha's vineyard like like the the Martha Vineyard Chronicles or something like that's that.
1: Right, right.
2: <laughs> so yeah, um, I just pulled up Nantucket Blues. Um, it may not be great for the listeners, but if you want, I could share my screen just to help us, the three yeah, of us. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah,
0: cool. sure. Yeah, listeners, uh, if you will go to mjinformatics.com you can look up Nantucket Blues right now too. Yep. And get an idea of what we're what we're go- what we're looking at and what's going on here.
1: It'll be like a follow along audio test. It'll yeah. Be, it'll be good for you really. You'll learn a new skill.
0: That's what I want to re- start recording ep- uh for my uh, other show. I want to start recording episodes of Vegas walking tours so people can put their headphones on and walk around Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you enable screen share? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um All right. I am going to have to do yeah, share screen. There. I sh- that should have done it right. Yeah, multiple participants can share simultaneously. Oh. Yeah.
2: All right. There we go. Nant- All right. So we've got a uh, Nantucket blues up here, and I'm just going to kind of go, you know, top to bottom, left to right. Sure. So the way I like to describe Zetalytics is it presents all of the different pieces of your horse's puzzle. And so we've got obviously the name, race type, you can filter between free and paid for right now. Class right now is set to one through six. So I've intentionally filtered out the griffin and discovery just because i feel those are a little too noisy uh the competition can just be so so varied and yeah so i, I want to take some of that noise out
0: yeah i've done some of those discovery races where you're a bunch of against against a bunch of Monster Z 2 legendaries that are just like they're dominating everybody like...
2: yeah yeah and that's that's not a fun time uh <laughs> yeah. you have your your race day so i try and keep it to show the past three months, you can obviously drag it back. Why I did three months is just with Zed rolling out these different types of races and the race environment, you know, being a little more volatile than it has been in the past. I want to keep that somewhat fresh. So now we go down below and you can see the uh, distance, the average class that your horse raced at, at that distance. So, you know, again, that's important for, the goal of this is I want to present you with all those different pieces of the puzzle so you can find the best uh like X, Y, and Z variables for your horse. So the right class, the right distance, the right entry.
0: You know, I really like here what you did, like where it says like the, the one at the distance at two, uh, 2,000 meters where it says the average class is 3.3. 3. I like you're kind of showing it on like, because sometimes you are a little closer to three, the class four than being just or you're like on that class 3 class 2 bubble class 4 class 3 but there's a difference in class 3 because it's like that kind of that uh what is it the 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 middle basically it's the 1600 meters uh, of of the class system
2: yeah right e- exactly and that can be you know really big considering what current class you're in you know are you currently in class 2 and your performance you're looking at was from class 3 performance or are you in class 2 and your performance or your class was actually like three point eight, so you're gonna get a much more accurate picture from that.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is really helpful for when when you're bu- looking to buy a horse, where you can look and tell where they're classing them down. Like you can really you can really kind of spot, pick and choose the spots there, kind of thing. A One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Number of races, your average place,
2: uh, your fire percent per distance.
1: Average place being your finishing place in in a race at the. So okay, I got you. Correct.
2: Yep. Uh, average free so zero so it looks like you've got uh, all fees or free races there profit uh, win percent first through third four through six seven through twelve.
1: Now is that is that check, uh the gates that the the horse was breaking from segmented out? That's the final position. So oh, at okay. a
2: thousand, gotcha. you finished in the top three eighty percent of the time. Gotcha. Uh, and then your speed. So I. Um, approach speed with some normalization. So the times in Z, it's believed that they throw some noise in there, uh, just to make that whole discovery process a little more difficult. So what I did was I looked at the average times of all races and basically said, okay, where does this race compare to that average time? Created a difference. We re- like took that out it's not perfect, but it's a much clearer picture of like an actual speed performance. And then, so it's your speed versus Z. So were you faster being a positive number Were you slower being a negative number about 0.2 and higher. That's, that's pretty good. So you would set Um, up
1: like essentially like a control chart and any of these times that came like way out of control, a certain number of standard deviations away from that mean you would go ahead and just toss out to kind of normalize and smooth out the, the mean,
2: Yeah. 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 So it just, yeah. Just try to kind of bring everything a little closer together. And then last two, you've got your just, it's a standard deviation calculation off of place and then versus Zed, just tight or wide. We'll get back to that in a minute. So that's basically your number chart. The next two pieces we're going to talk about are my favorite on my whole site. All right. So, This uh, used to be the infamous ball chart due to comments on stream. I had to change it to triangles. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) uh, so what you're going to look at here is white and red triangles. And for this, you've mostly raced in class three and class four. So it's not going to be as apparent. But each white triangle is an average against the horses you raced against by that class and that race type. So if you raced free and pay in class four, you would see two white triangles in there, one for free, one for paid. The red triangles are the time, or sorry, the speed of your horse in those races. So if you have a red triangle, that's farther out in front of, to the right of the white triangle, That means, hey, you have a fast horse, and it's going to perform well. If you have a red triangle that's predominantly at or behind the white triangle, that performance probably isn't as good. So where, like, how is this useful? How is this helpful? A few different use cases for this. One, just at a quick glance, it's not as apparent with this horse. Um, The more races you get, the kind of more prominent the red becomes. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can kind of see like, okay, I can see right now at this horse that probably at, you know, 10, 12, 14, without looking at anything else, that's probably it's better distances because the red is in front of the white. And then if we look at the other end of the spectrum, well, I see at 22, there's a red triangle behind the white triangle and the same thing in 26. So you're probably not a marathon runner. You're probably a sprinter. Another really cool thing about this chart is I'll have people come to me and say, Hey, I just got this horse. It's a really, really fast horse. It won. I'm super excited about it. Awesome. Great. Well, a few things can happen from that one. I'll look at that horse in the triangle chart and that triangle will be almost right on the white. So, Hey, like you ran in a race. It probably wasn't super crazy competition. You might've just gotten lucky. Like it wasn't truly a super fast win. Yes, it was a win. That's great, but it's not a super strong win. So long-term that performance may not hold as strong. Whereas if you have, you know, one red triangle, that's way far out in front of everything else. Okay. Well maybe just run one really fast race, but in reality, you're probably going to be running a lot closer. So just looking at like singular top speed, I think it's a misleading metric. Um I think you really have to look at it comprehensively and that's why I like
1: the triangles a lot. I nice. I what really something that got me really excited about the the triangles itself was I was actually curious if tracking essentially in race fractions in ra- in race sections was possible or if, if it was even use- useful uh for example as opposed to the speeds at like 1,000, you know, 1,000 meters, uh, or sorry, 10,000 meters, maybe just the horse's speed to the 10,000 meter mark, uh, through, you know, all of its distance races and everything like that, because I have a theory that maybe pace, pace plays into Zed a little bit. It might just me being a meat sack horse player who handicaps heavily off of pace and wants to make sense of a brave new scary world. Um, but yeah, I, I actually I absolutely love this visualization here with the I mean, it much I mean for one it's an arrow. I mean it's going to get your attention. Yeah. Uh, for two, uh, it's it's just a I mean data for busy people. It's quick quick recognition off of what you're see yeah, off of what you're seeing. Uh, you know it doesn't take very long to figure out the you know what what you have going on whenever you've been explained. So yeah, very cool.
0: No, and so like based on this, what we're looking at is like. I would think like 2,600, 2,400 is where you want to be tanking at.
1: Yeah, I I would guess. Yeah.
2: And and if we, if we go back up to the numbers, you can see 26. Okay. It's only one race, but yeah, that was a seven through 12 finish that matches with that triangle being behind it all kind of aligns and makes sense. Okay.
0: Whereas yeah, the triangle's just a little ahead there at a thousand. And we know it's finishing top three at 80% there already from the previous chart. So
1: and that also tells me looking at it, it looks like my best uh like pity point uh distances would be like the twelve hundred fourteen hundred sixteen hundred because I'm coming over you know finishing over fifty percent in that that prime pity point range.
0: you know, I feel like in a lot of these tournaments, the mid if you have a horse that can run sixteen to t- two thousand it's not the dumbest thing to do because I noticed those scores to qualify are a lot lower a lot of the times. And if you have like, uh, like my horse sunset Boulevard, who's just got a strong variant score where she's pretty much going to be able to run at any of those distances. No problem. In addition down to a thousand meters. Like... Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My my inner nerd is just, yeah, no, this is so so cool. happy yeah. right now.
0: Yeah. This is really, really cool. And so like, okay, but ne- next up is fire. Yes. What's your opinion on fire just in general? Like, do you think that's, <sighs> I mean, it's kind of like a, you cause I feel like it, it. a lot of times it'll show horses that'll finish a third a lot. That'll never finish first.
2: Yeah, it can, it can absolutely do that. And it's not, fire's not a guarantee and some horses can perform without it. And some horses it's, it matches up perfectly. The way and this kind of segues, I think, very nicely into what I'm about to say. So the way I look at fire is an indicator of what distance, usually, not always, and what class more specifically you should be racing your horse in. So when I look at fire, I'm looking for you know 50, 60 percent across multiple distances. If I'm seeing that, that's usually like a cutoff of like, hey, I can I can perform okay in this class. So when I look at at Nantucket blues, I'm seeing, okay, you've raced in class three. It looks like this horse is a sprinter. We can back that up by looking at the triangles. We can back that up by looking at the data again, piecing the puzzle together. And I see, you know, 18, 27. Okay. 50, 50 is looking pretty good at a thousand. And you've got your highest first through third rate up there. Okay. Again, it's, it's all kind of fitting together, but then when we go down to. Um, Class four. And when you mouse over the bar, it'll tell you how many races you have run at that distance. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah.
2: So it's only one race, but you had a hundred percent fire there. Now I would like a little bit more data, but I would be willing to guess now that at class four, you would flame a lot more just in theory would make sense. It's probably easier competition and you would probably perform better. So I think based off of just all the horses I've been analyzing over the past year that this horse would race very strongly in Class 4 and just perform better there. So just looking at those kind of few charts alone, this horse is a sprinter and I think could do pretty well in Class 4. If we go down to the bottom two, you see the gate, and then you see the uh, places. Now, let's say you wanted to dig a little deeper into the, you know, 10, 12, 14, because you've identified those as, you know, good distances. Well, you can control click or shift click. So you talked about like drilling into data. So I can click on a thousand and then I can shift click down to 14. And it'll only show the data for those three distances. So you can select one, you can select five, select as many as you want. So now when we look at the triangle chart, you can much more clearly see the difference between, okay, here's class four free, here's class three free, and at a 1,000, wow, your red triangles are
1: definitely in front.
2: Um, And then here's your 1,200, here's class three free and how you performed there. Here's your class three free, and you can see, again, a stronger red color here, maybe a little left-leaning. Uh, but definitely in front. And then you've got kind of an outlier here and then another outlier at 1,000. And then you can see the change in fire as well as the change in position as well as uh, gate selection. And then if you want to revert back, you can simply click off or just scroll to the bottom. And if you click the back arrow, it'll reset everything back to the beginning. Sweet. So uh, any questions on this? But I've got kind of a segue if you don't, no, uh, no,
1: no, yeah. no, very, I mean, really easy to understand. Like as soon as, as soon as you walk through it, my like, God, this is going to be valuable.
2: <laughs> so now if you hate numbers, I created another version of this, uh, we'll load up Nantucket blues and oh, actually I was going to say, I
0: want to say, take, take a look at my, one of my newer horses, big aqua.
2: <laughs> yeah. We could plug that in for sure
0: um the z4 nakamoto exclusive i got that i was running him long distance but i honestly think he might be at 18 16 horse we'll throw big aqua in here but he like, i just got him a couple like a week or two ago like how many races does he have uh i think like a couple 100 or so
2: oh okay so that's i mean that's a good amount this is taken a minute see if we can get big aqua up first we'll race oh, i'm just gonna refresh it you know this, uh, is, a sometimes great time, this is
0: a great time to do our next ad read actually do it perfect <laughs> yeah you know, like uh Um, You know, we are brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients support your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. My cold brew habit's up to $80 a day, so... Uh, AG one supports better sleep quality and recovery and athletic greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews to make it easy. Athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. And again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by IP vantage. Did you know that, are browsing online, that you're browsing online, using incognito, we're browsing online right now, using incognito, mode doesn't actually protect your privacy. That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other pri- prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, horses, and more, will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands even if your physical location will be hidden. IP vanish makes it virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use it on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed, your computers, your tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP vanish. IP Vantage is offering a... Incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money back guaranteed. That's just like getting 9 months for free. IP vanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with a brand-rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to IPVanish.com slash SGP and use promo code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. Woo!
1: That's Another right. impressive read. Thanks. You're an iron, iron man. An absolute <laughs> iron man. <laughs> I'm the Cal
0: Ripken <laughs> of uh, of ad reads. Right? <laughs> You know, i, I mean, the, it, to be fair, like I was an actor and comic and stuff for like—I have like a lot of training. I should be able to do that. So, it's impressive. It is very impressive. Um,
2: so some, yeah, sometimes tableau freaks out, and you need to just refresh the page, yeah, right. and it'll load up pretty quick. So, this is what I call ZetaLytics context. So, if the numbers terrify you or they just seem way too overwhelming. I basically just assigned a bunch of words to those numbers. So looking at Nantucket blues, we can see there's a race experience. So are you lightly raced? Did you race a lot? You know, it's, uh, unproven is, you know, I think like one to five, lightly raced is five to 10, um, experienced is like 10 to 20. Well raced is 20 plus. So use that as a metric to kind of see how, should I keep running? Am I still kind of in my experimental phase trying to gather data or Hey, am I, am I fairly set with where this is at? And then you've got a profile. So left leaning, right leaning, a shaped speed. Is it running fast? Is it running an average speed? Is it running slow? Very slow.
0: Yeah. Very fast. Now with like a horse like this, is this, is this like a familiar profile of 1000 is fast 2600 is very slow and it kind of just averages its way to the middle, or is there a little variance here and there with some of them? It, there can be some variance, but usually when you see a sprinter, they're
2: going to be not good at marathon and vice versa.
0: Okay. And that's why, that's why like the mid range, like the six, your classic 1600 horses can have some value. Cause you can kind of, if they have the high enough variance, you can just run them anywhere.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, so this is just kind of in the charts below are all the same, but if you just want to, again, like read, like, okay, boom, a thousand, it's slightly raced, but I'm left leaning fast and my standard deviation is pretty tight cool. I'm just going to keep hitting that. Oh, that's so cool. And so you had asked about big aqua. Yeah. A horse that you had. And so I, when I looked at this horse, I said, Hey, this looks like a marathoner to me. And this is a great illustration of. I had a the, feeling he was
0: going to be kind of a wild one to look at. On
2: of the, uh, the triangle charts and the fire chart. So I noticed that you have some races in class one class yeah. one through three here. And so if we look at 2,600, you can see that at class three free, your performance is great. Class two, still pretty good. But when you look at the gap in class one, you only have three triangles in front of the white. So you're really going to struggle. We see the flames disappear in class
0: one. Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, So again, like kind of piecing these things together, it's like, okay, let's try and get that horse maybe back a little bit. Um, And then looking at, you know, class two, you can perform. You've got 66% flames, 50%, 37 and a half. So again, I'm seeing some potential there, but then I'm seeing, okay, hundred percent class three at three races. There's definitely something there.
0: All right. Um, do you think like, uh, does he look like, uh, something that I can't quite see the the sprint? Yeah. Let me, uh,
2: when you, let me just click off.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're like so I'm just thinking like yeah it looks like he has seven through 100 percent at at one thousand so it's like I could probably just tank the shit out of him at like one thousand twelve hundred.
2: So the thing to look at for that so great great observation great point because you see that in the seven through twelve yeah when we look at triangle we see okay a uh, thousand though you're kind of right spot on with the class two free in terms of like your speed position. So that might not play out as easily as it looks right now. Okay. Um, yeah, of course, it, you know, it's hard to hit 100 percent down class all of the time. Yeah. yeah. But it might not be as strong as these numbers up top show when you back it up. with. The you,
0: OK, yeah, that's, that's a good example of like getting a broader stroke picture like you're saying. <laughs> like...
2: Absolutely. It doesn't mean don't try it. Absolutely. Go for it. Um, but keep that in mind
0: yeah yeah but it's like you can i mean i can see like at 2400 like i was killing it with him at 2400 as like it i mean oh yeah he, like I, I don't know i like this horse a lot like i think he's got it, st- it looks like it's fun yeah yeah he, he, i I got him he was pretty cheap and i was just like i was looking at him like oh z4 like i'm like come on I, I i never thought i'd be able to afford one of these <laughs> like, <I was> <laughs> like- <laughs>
2: I, uh, I I like it a lot. Two two fun horses, different ends of the spectrum, too, so you won't be competing against each other.
0: No, yeah. These no,
2: very much not. Yeah. <laughs> if he planned? sees Big
0: Aqua, he knows I'm tanking.
2: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. You can help each other out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other... I, there are a few other Zed-related pages. Um, another one that I have is State of Zed. And... So this is, I used to do uh, a stream where I just kind of talk about, you know, like how many Nakamoto's are there, this, that, and the other. And I, I was just pulling it kind of one off and I said, well, let's just throw this on the site. And so some things that I like in here, you've got your horse distribution. So there are just a ton of exclusive buterins out there right now. Um, you know, the ruin rate. So Genesis Nakamoto, pretty high win rate. Again, that's kind of to be expected. Yeah. The I like the race distribution just so you can kind of see like what's given the current state of you know Zed tournaments Zed races a lot of races looks like they're being run in you know class four three and two five and six comparatively are pretty much ghost towns Uh one that looks tough but not necessarily as bad and then going back to Zedalytics and the fire. Uh, analogy and comparisons if we look here we see that third place average finish those horses have 41 percent fire so by looking at like 50 to 60 that becomes in my eyes at least a stronger indicator of not necessarily performance per se because again there can be cases where it doesn't fit but of where that horse should be running more than anything
0: yeah this is I love this like the macro like this your idea, like a macro view of it because like I am like I was like a huge baseball numbers nerd for years, and so it's like I like looking at you know the course of an entire season's where data playing out. and like sometimes you look at a guy and you're like, well, no, he's having a rough week, but it balances out over a twenty five week season. like
1: see that, so uh, coming from doing actual horse racing, like I, I play a lot of track bias, but a lot of people look at track bias in terms of let me get uh, the entirety of a meet and let me figure out what the post position bias, the, the run style bias is over the, over the long-term. Actually, I really like taking the short-term kind of, kind of look when it, when it gets to horse racing. But the thing is I could see the complete opposite being useful with, with Zed racing with Zed racing. I feel like I want more of that long-term aggregate out, out of anything. So that kind of makes this page perfect for it.
0: Now, MJ, like what, how many races do you think you need to really like get an idea of a horse? It really depends.
2: Uh, I've seen it. you have arbitrage who's buying horses from, you know, next to no races regularly. Yeah, no, it's Um, insane
0: how they'll just spot like a horse, like two races in that, like, you know, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Um,
2: it, It really depends. Like I think and it's changed, uh, you know, the strategy that I've, looked at when evaluating like course and like being somewhat sure about it has absolutely changed. Um, so if I'm looking to buy a, or evaluate a horse that doesn't have many races, I'm going to look at how consistently are you hitting a distance funnel? What class is it? The same class always. And you know, what was your, uh, your place on that? So I bought a horse and this was a while ago. Racing has changed completely, but murder weapon. And it ran, I think, a bunch of, like, 14 and 1600s. And I bought that horse after five races because I think it won, like, two or three of them and got, like, third in another one. So I saw, you know, just a tight grouping of distances with high performance at a cost that wasn't horrible. The fields it ran against weren't necessarily all-star fields. I think it was, like, you know, class four. Um, But, you know, I, I saw just the, the tighter the data is the faster I can make a decision for if you're just racing blind and there's no clear outlier that's sticking out to you, 10, 15, 20 races, some horses will come sooner than others. It it really depends, you know, 20, I say you're very strong confidence at that point, um, as early as 10, I think you can have some, some decent confidence.
0: But yeah, it's like, but it's kind of hard to do those 10 when we're talking to the first 10 discovery races. It's kind of like, uh,
2: exactly. And that, again, that's why I don't count those. Cause it's so, so hard now. So the way I evaluate discovery is I want to win in flame or flame and lose a handful of them. I, I don't want anything in the middle. If I'm anywhere in the middle, I'm not happy.
0: <laughs> no, uh, I, I, yeah, I've noticed in discovery, it's like flame and lose is almost the, what you want. Uh like, yeah. Because it's like, okay, you're you're seeing some variance there. Like there, there's a wind projection, but it, it flipped the opposite way, which means it's gonna flip the opposite way as well, you know, the on the on the back end kind of thing.
2: Absolutely. Uh the the last two charts here, uh, you're looking at like start time and speed. So the, the red lines are you've got a 75th percentile speed, an average speed, and a 25th percentile speed. And that's kind of like I call it the Zed seismograph and uh, there was a algorithm change unintentional a while back and people started freaking out our horses changing what's going on and so i i threw that on i threw this on here for that reason to say like okay you know horses are running the same oh a bunch of new tournaments are coming in are they running at different speeds the same speed and then that blue line is the standard deviation and where that's at so you can see like they're they're kind of going up a a little bit maybe competition's getting a little harder it's not much but when you you know extrapolate this out if the trend continues over you know six nine twelve months that's going to be a harder field maybe that means people are breeding better so this is kind of this is really important to me Uh, and then the one on the right with all the little dots that's just looking at the uh so you got your bloodline red being nakamoto orange finney Teal Zabo and blue buterin and you just look at their average place by Z number. Um, and you can see that, you know, right around Z 21, 22, you start to get a lot of noise in there. Uh, someone has a Z 50 Nakamoto, uh, one race, but it finished 12th. Um, and again, if you mouse over, you can see the different, um, count of races. The average place, all of that information.
0: So I've been kind of building my stable to start breeding Z fifteen Buterin legendaries. Where I have a Z seven Finney stallion, and then some Z eight. I have so far, I have two. I'm gonna get a third one, and then start doing three a month out of that. But I kind of feel like I was looking at Z fifteen Buterin legendary specifically, and it's it's kind of weird how how strong how there's a lot of very strong ones in the game. Like it's, it's a surprising like hit rate for a random combination. Do you think there's certain combinations like that where it's like, if you take a, cause like you can make that Z 15 so many different ways too, with a anywhere from a five and a 10, six and a nine, seven and an eight. Like.
2: I'm going to say, no, I don't necessarily believe in that only because I haven't seen it or really dive into that super deep myself.
0: I just, I, you know, and for me, what I'm, what I kind of think here is it's more or less, it's one of the more affordable things to like breed in bulk. And therefore, Oh, absolutely. Therefore people kind of are able to dial those in a little bit. Maybe there's just more of them to kind of play with. hundred percent could be hundred percent could be.
1: I just had an idea. Add in a slicer, add in four different slicers. One being for, uh, uh, the father's you know bloodline and breed type another slicer for the mother's bloodline and breed type and then go together and do the the grandparents bloodline and breed type so you can you know kind of look and see what i love off offspring of grandchildren of this combination make what offspring of this combination usually make that that sort of thing
2: Uh, i i like that a lot a little uh a little alpha for you guys i'm working on some breeding stuff right now not released publicly but uh you can have that one i'll you hopefully it. i i
1: appreciate it I'll, I'll throw a little shout out on it uh but yeah i like that a lot i so i had a i had a dashboard that i made out in excel um that was strictly for the, the meat sack horse racing it was called biff tannin sports almanac and uh unfortunately I had it, it is now deceased cuz my friend will not pay for the the uh data connection anymore because no <laughs> horse racing charges a ton for its data so uh the greatest analytical tool ever Biff and Sports Almanac we miss you every day
2: I I love it What uh out of curiosity what is uh kind of the last tool here on the site what one of your stable names
0: Uh I have two I've Red Rock Racing that's like my main racing stable so um, this Wolf of
1: Oaklawn. Wolf of Oaklawn. Oak uh, okay. So this
2: is probably the least used, and I think newest. Uh, we'll call it tool, but this is just stable view. So if you start building a your stable and you just want to have a high level look at, oh man, like I don't know where to run what horse or what's happened, you can get it all in one very like compressed place. So Red Rock Racing, I see here's Awesome Avenger. You get the blood, the breed, the genotype, when it was born. So for breeding purposes, then you get the distances. And it's kind of like a very compressed Zetalytics view. So races, average class, the most recent class that you ran in. So doing that comparison, fee, fire, win, top three finish. And oh, this is a points calculation from back in the day. That's a little dated now. But just kind of at a glance, again, look through some horses, um, Oaklawn was it?
1: Yeah, uh sorry I might have given you the I have so many wolf related names. It's uh like it. Wolf of uh, Wolf of Oaklawn stables, that's it. Perfect.
2: And you can add multiple stables here too. Um so if you wanted to just compare you've got friends running. So if we want to take the all separation. the stables
0: from like me, Chase, our our other guy Malcolm and like the the guys at the network, we can all kind of like run it all together and
2: run it all together and also just have it up as a separate screen as a cheat sheet. So if you're entering races, you're not sure, well, I forgot, you know, what class was in or where it is currently, what distance It's just kind of a quick, okay. I can see that I'm hitting, you know, top three, finish, uh, one race, but 1800 for awesome Avenger. Maybe I'll try that again. Um, it just, the very kind of quick overview of like, so you don't forget, yeah, <laughs> I yeah, became yeah. very forgetful. I want to just kind of a quick, high level, stable overview for people to reference.
0: Oh yeah, this is really cool. Like, oh, yes, weird. it's weird. I, yeah. I think a couple of my horses, my newer horses, aren't showing up. They're on the Red Rock one. Because I'm they, thinking oh, of. Oh, sorry, having... this is
2: going back. Hold on, let me move this, ship this over for you.
1: I, I like this because I'm thinking of how I have like five specific Haku tabs open on Chrome that are directly to my horses that I have to keep, you know, if I navigate away to look at like family or anything, then I have to go back and reset them and everything. And this puts everything just right there. And exactly what I'm looking for too, because I want, I I want to be highly targeted with where I'm racing my horses based off the type of tournaments that I see and being able to just get in one quick view. Okay. I need to be here in this race for this, this format uh, is just, i I will admit such a time saver
0: i bought juice on the loose strictly because of the oj connection and because he lives (laughs) he lives close pretty like a couple of few blocks from me in vegas so i was like you know i gotta i I love
1: the recording of that armed robbery i thought you was a straight shooter man
0: (laughs) (laughs) well it looks
2: like uh here boom 1200 juice on the loose let's let's give that a shot
0: yeah no he's yeah he's been doing pretty well there for me uh sunset boulevard's a weird one because like I 16 was my regular go-to, but I was kind of doing the deep dive and I think 14 might be better now. I don't know. It's probably Could close. Be.
2: Yeah. It, it looks very, very close. Um, average class here was five and now you're racing in four at 16. So that might be throwing things off a little bit. Whereas yeah. here it's both four and four. So that might be why 14 might seem a little stronger to you.
0: It, it, it's so hard to like with a kind of a U like shaped, kind of mid distance kind of preference so hard to tank a horse like that like it's
2: yes yeah some don't tank at all that's tough
0: yeah i mean i'd rather have a horse i know i can lose all the way to class six and try and do something with it than a horse that's just going to get to like class two and get pulverized like
2: i uh that's that's such a just heartbreaking feeling (laughs)
0: yeah that's kind of what happened to my horse white claw where it was just one of those like like I, i started off really hot with him and I won a few bucks with him and then like I when I when it's, I got like and sometimes I can get him down to class three now and like the windows open there for him, but class two is just like he can get to class one sometimes too. But and he'll kinda do okay in class two, but like he he can dominate class three. It's one of those kind of situations. Now I have a theory about uh what I call super exclusives, where okay. it's a legendary on a genesis. Yeah. Where you're tracing it back to fewer like there's only the one grandparent essentially. Okay. Or the two grandparents and then the one or whatever, however that would. Yeah. Yeah. That's how that would work. but like, I'm wondering, um, is that, is there like, I feel like that's like a kind of a way you can manipulate Z numbers on a lot of these horses to keep them kind of lower. Do you think there's anything to like with now with all these like specialized tournaments that they're doing for like crosses elites? Do you think that there's something to that of maybe like, okay, I'm going to take a legendary and breed it with this elite to get my next cross?
2: Um just that alone I don't necessarily think there's something there there's something to be said about maintaining a breed level of a horse so like you you can't obviously maintain genesis you can't maintain legendary but like maintaining exclusive maintaining elite and like you know repumping in you know good distance preference matches that are genesis to keep that z number low like having a low level elite is a sign of just having a ton of Nakamoto blood. Yeah. Yeah. That Z
0: one just popping over and over again in it. Yeah,
2: exactly. And then if you're posted, if all those are post breed and, you know, aligned distance preferences, you could be onto something with that. I can't say definitively, but I, I like that concept at least.
0: Yeah. Where I just, I, I'm just trying to think of like the best way to approach breeding for these, you know, kind of specialized tournaments where it's like, and like, I know Zed Gazette's big on, uh, like trying to inbreed them back to the grandparents and stuff like that. Yeah. So,
2: it's the new breeding is still like so up in the air. The thing for sure is you can you can breed in my opinion for base ability and you can breed for distance preference.
0: Yeah, the two and the, the two
2: Those are the two big ones, yeah. The
0: first two Genesis I bought are basically both sprinter distance preference with the uh and or, or or sprinter kind of mid-range but they both i noticed like kind of i was using the uh the zedge tool yeah and on there they were kind of showing both kind of had like a high like a fairly high base ability for their z number like in comparison oh sure and then they they just had and they both had very very like i, I think 100 on distance preferences on my uh the, my first female on my first mare there but it's like, and then she's had some very good offspring, but it was like a 100 distance preference. And I was and I was like, well, if that if that's the stuff that translates, if I just kind of, if that can kind of translate a little, and on every so many roll of dice, I'm going to hit that variance. Those are going to be good horses.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If you can, yeah. If you can keep hitting that and rolling that again with the low Z numbers, hitting a, you know, hitting the lotto, which is harder to do now than it was, it feels like at least. But hitting that lotto while still then having a low Z, like that's a dream
0: yeah what would you consider like the ideal range to keep it under like because i feel like the higher you go up obviously the lower the z numbers but i feel like i see in class two a lot of like surprising like z23s that are competitive you can
2: definitely see some z20s elites that are competitive absolutely
0: yeah that's wild like i mean so like do you think okay this is a question i I, want to end up asking everybody because we're going to get going here in just a minute but uh do you think there's going to be a sea biscuit in this game? And what I mean by that is just a beaten down old nag that that you know that no one believes in until they get a big tall redheaded jockey to straddle him and take him yeah. to glory. Like do you do you? But do you think like th- w- th- that someone's going to turn a page like mid like or, or are we going to pretty much always know in the first twenty races or so? you forgot
1: staying. the early onset dementia cooking beans over a fire <laughs> Chris Cooper trainer yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. to bring this horse to the to the promised land
0: and Jeff Bridges mourning his son yeah let me let me just duck down cars. here in
1: this in the scrub brush where the hobos hang out and I'll find myself a big time trainer for this little horse that can I'll tell ye I don't it always think- bothered me I'm just gonna say I couldn't put it out on a podcast before, but now I have one. So I could say it always bothered me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I I don't think that situation is going to happen because, you know, we have people like, you know, arbitrage, you, you have, you know, the, the there are people constantly scouring Haku for the edge, for the, the deal for that performance. I just, I don't see anyone being like super surprised um, to answer like that part of the question. If anything, it I would just
0: be like some kind of unraced horse that came out of nowhere that someone had been sitting. Oh on. yeah. That's 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 for happen. sure gonna for happen. Sure. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. That's uh Diamonds was a great example of that. Was bought unraced and ended up being a monster. Yeah. I mean um, that that must be those a lot stories of... are fun. Yeah. Oh I can't can't even imagine. Dan Chen.
0: Oh and speak okay so like we're gonna get going here in a minute. And Dan Chen said that he's gonna donate a legendary unnamed unraced to a listener of the show and so the way we're going to do this is we're going to randomly pick someone i think we're gonna do it like fourth of july i am thinking chase i, I ran it by the, the 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 higher ups and they said it's uh so it's whoever you got to leave a five-star review and a comment on apple Podcasts, and uh your name and if you can't get up a podcast uh leave like a screenshot of you doing uh one on spotify or whatever and yeah we'll figure out a way to get you in the raffle just leave us ratings. That's all we're asking for. And we're going to have a free unraced horse, unnamed horse that you, someone can have fun with. It might end up being a monster. Like,
1: Yeah. If it just so happened to fall to uh, just a, a host accidentally.
0: <laughs> You're not going to be in the raffle. That's how this works. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I'll, uh, I'll throw a horse in as well. You will? Yes, absolutely. Really? Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Dude, thank you so much. Like, dude, I was not expecting that. That's that's super cool that's so yeah now we got two horses so we're gonna be doing two horse giveaway for th- this is exciting stuff we're gonna do a, a independence day uh what what won the revolution goddamn paul revere on his horseback making sure the the, the, the that massachusetts was safe i'm I'm really reaching here there, I,
1: yeah there because i was gonna say there were a lot of things that happened after that scott it wasn't one the ride didn't <laughs> yeah. win it but horses were heavily involved so i'm kind of i'm with you i'm still with you i get it I'm, I'm back around now
0: thanks buddy and yeah if you win it i mean obviously uh patriot themed names are i want to kind of start hopefully no one steals this idea but i'm gonna start breeding some horses because they're all going to be inspired by dazed and confused characters
1: Speaking of what, like okay. Wooderson's. Right.
0: If a red one comes out, Wooderson's redhead, kind of, you know, like.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like uh, MJ's uh, getting the brunt of us not having Mal on to to kind of <laughs> keep us from going I off love- on these. <laughs> I love theme stables. I'm all for it. Do right, yeah. so, you guys realize that the the guy that played uh, was it Stony in Days and Confused? The guy with the long hair, Catch You Later. You know that guy was Jerry Tarkanian in Winning Time.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rory Cochran.
1: Jeez. That makes me feel old. He Not was, this beard.
0: That he was in something else recently that I saw him in. I, was, I you know I just got into Bosch and I saw Matthew Lillard pop up as like a Russian mob associate and I got really excited about that. Whoa! Because he <laughs> yeah. and I actually were in this. He was a few years ahead of me, but we went through the same. Uh, we went the same college theater program. So like. he
1: just ran out of roles where he could drool on himself. That
0: was his thing. <laughs> I loved him in Scooby Doo. Yeah, dude, <laughs> he, dude. Honestly, he should have won some sort of like at least Teen Choice Award for that. He really, what? he really nailed it. SLC
1: <laughs> SLC Punk underrated movie that's Matthew Lillard. One,
0: that's one of my favorites too. I love. I that's a that's got a really good cast too. So Matt
1: Mal, if you are listening, I am sorry, I am taking this just way off the
0: rails. <laughs> <laughs> well, MJ, thank you so much for joining us, and uh everybody, check out mjinformatics.com dot uh, The tools he was just showing off to us is insanely cool. I am gonna. I am actually like right when we get off this. I am. Hopping over into my, re- my my new recliner that I got like old man style and I'm just gonna settle in there and uh run some numbers but uh, where can people find you on Twitter and whatnot uh
2: yeah it's X mj underscore gaming X and my dms are open shoot me a message if you want a horse evaluated you have any questions uh I also stream on twitch same username I'm on Monday nights uh where I do a program called zero to hero and so we we breed a horse and we go through the first ten weeks of racing that horse. The ups, the downs. We don't know what's going to happen. I oh, do it I with uh, Zo from Pony Plug. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And then I do Thursday nights. I'll do a little Zed, but do a bunch of other play to games as well.
0: Oh man, that's cool. that's so cool. Um, with the uh money. So Mondays, that's usually when they have the maidens too, right? So it's kind of like yeah, you, time, you try and time it around maiden each time with it. Um,
2: no, it's, it's the same horse for, for 10 weeks. And it was, that was just, this is now season three that I've done of it. And it just happened to be a Sunday and or Monday night show. And it
0: happened to work out that way. Oh, wow. that, that works perfect. And, uh, Chase, where can people find you, buddy?
1: You can always find me being abrasive on Twitter at of Oaklawn. That's O F and the word Oaklawn, like the track and, uh, yeah, uh, check out my, my meat sack horse racing uh, pod if you haven't. It's uh, the Notorious OTB, also on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network.
0: And your Ultimate Frisbee show?
1: Oh, I keep fr- – see, so many things. And also Ultimate Frisbee, you get an idea of what my recreations are like, why I forget things so easily. Uh, yes, there is a AUDL gambling podcast with me and Zachavello, the Tilted Landshark podcast, also on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, the only – professional ultimate frisbee gambling podcast out there and if there are others we're still the best
0: we're blazing trails over here you can always follow me at scott underscore bowser and the show at zed podcast which i couldn't believe that was available for us i I, like that was like hitting the lottery that was that was the lotto ticket for me and zed run was getting that twitter handle for the for the podcast uh at zed podcast or at zed uh zed run gambling podcast on instagram um also join our slack channel and make sure you download the sgpn app you have all of our content the articles all of i mean for everything too we have nascar as you see ultimate frisbee it's the only network that has an ultimate frisbee show it's the only ultimate frisbee show i mean we crushed last week too (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna need to start tailing you on those um but yeah, thank you so much everybody for listening, and yeah, leave those five star reviews now. We have two horses available for a, a raffle. I'll definitely MJ if you're down to come back for that episode where we give out years away and and kind of do a love raffle to. with it. Yeah, yeah, sweet. That that'll be a lot of fun. Um, definitely love to have you back outside of that too, and uh, yeah. Uh, keep an eye out for after Belmont. It looks like Starbase Las Vegas is going to be having a monthly Zed kind of meetup. Thing that's what I was describing earlier. These have been an insane amount of fun. Meet a lot of other Zed heads. And and that's really where I'm bullish on the game is in like, like just being able to one day go to a bar with my friends and each just pull up a screen and start running our horses against each other on there. Like it's like I really would love to see like head-to-head match race stuff like that. Like that'd be a lot of fun. But yeah, thank you so much for everybody. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.